Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. Oh, I think I started that earlier. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. <laughs> Droid Life Show, episode 46 tonight. And I'd, I'd call this our, our first official show of 2014. We did a little CES recap last week, but this is first official show. New year, all sorts of hopefully fun things to come. And uh, yeah, so I'm Kellen, your host. With me, Tim, Ron, Eric. Everybody say hi real quick. Hello, everybody. Tim here. Hey, it's Ron. Hey, I'm Eric. Yeah, no interruptions this time with no Dave on air. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was Shout interrupted. Out. Shout yeah. out to Dave. Uh, yeah, so welcome in everyone to 2014. I know we're a couple weeks into 2014, but as you also know, Tim and I were at CES all last week doing that whole song and dance in Vegas. Uh, so if you didn't uh, watch the recap show we did for that, you might want to do that, catch up on all that happened at CES. No Dennis Rodman stories this year, but we still had a good time as always. So let's see, what do we got going on this week? We've got Dennis Woodside giving Droid Life a little shout-out. Actually, the Droid Life community comment section a shout-out, which we thought was really cool. Uh, we also had an interview at, at CES with some Motorola execs that we finally transcribed and tossed out on the site this week, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about net neutrality, uh, Google buying Nest, since there's apparently some hatred going on there that I don't fully understand. Uh, we ran a couple of polls about T-Mobile's ETF program, if you want smart bands, uh, Beats Music is on the way. There's another version of the Moto G. I think we have like four versions or something now of a two hundred or a $100 phone. And uh, yeah, so we'll whip through some apps and games as well. Uh, but let's start out really quick. Just in case you guys didn't see the uh, Dennis Woodside article, he uh, got interviewed by Forbes. I believe it was. It must have been at CES. Um, or maybe it was in London before they announced the Moto X arriving there. Anyways, they said, you know, what do you look for when uh, you want feedback, or how do you sort of uh, take in feedback when you want to know about your products? And he basically said, I go to Droid Life. Well, he said, Droid Life's a good site. Let me see. I should actually pull up yeah. the exact quote. He said, Droid Life is a good site. The comments there, people can be brutal, and they can be complimentary. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> People can be, and not that that's a bad thing or I have a problem with it, but, you know, people are honest. Let's just say people are honest. People are brutally <laughs> honest. Which, which can be brutal at times. I mean, some, some people are rude. Let's, also, let's be honest with that. Too. Yeah, no, so yeah, yeah. Just not beat around the bush. Some... People are mean. Not every day. <laughs> yeah. The vast majority, but, like, there are brute commenters that exist on every website. Oh, yeah. Of course. And you, you take uh, the bad with the good. There's a, yeah. lot of, there's a lot of great, passionate very knowledgeable Android users in our comment base, and I love it. And that's how I got started. I love the comment section on Droid Life, so I'll always back up those guys, and they'll always be my BFFs. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, look, I, the, you know, we talk about how we have the greatest Android community around. I, I stick by that. The, look, Motorola CEO is calling out our site because all of you guys hang out in the comments all day long and chat about tech and be brutally honest and you're complimentary and, you know, you have fun down there, and that's cool. I don't think anybody else in the Android game has what we have um, as far as the community and the conversations and stuff that go on. It's something, it's something actually pretty damn special. So anyways, I thought that was cool. We wanted to make sure you guys saw that because it, it's not like he was giving you know us love, the writers. He said the comments, in other words, he all of you guys... He doesn't care for the writing. Yeah, all, <laughs> it probably doesn't. All, all of you guys you know, participating is what he was pointing out, so very cool. Uh, also, then, yeah, we we had an interview with Motorola at CES. I was with uh, Steve Horowitz and Bill Moss. Um, Steve Horowitz used to work on the Android team, now works for Motorola. 
and Bill Moss is one of their corporate communications guys. But anyways, I ran through a whole bunch of stuff. I finally transcribed the thing. You know, twenty. I, I haven't transcribed a twenty-minute interview in a long time, and holy, does that take a long, long time? <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you guys didn't check out, what's that, Eric? Professional transcribers. Seriously, I was looking up for. I was looking at software. I was. I was gonna buy software just to you transcribe know, like, or something. Yeah, I was gonna try to find something, and I finally I just said screw it and did it. But uh. So I talked to them about a bunch of things. Like I asked them, it was interesting actually. I asked the first question I asked was, "What was your favorite moment from 2013 for your company?" And they didn't really have an answer. I think I totally threw them off. So Steve Arwood just started talking about, you know, they've they've got some momentum going and they've got new products, but there wasn't a specific moment. And later on in the interview, um, Bill Moss came back and goes, "I just want to come back to like, that moment because they actually had to think about it for a second. But they talked about KitKat upgrade coming out super early, and they sort of talked about details and how they did that. Um, they also talked about Moto G just releasing that and how surprised they were at the reaction. Uh, I don't know that I was ever surprised about the Moto G reaction when you release a phone that's you know sub two hundred bucks. People are going to talk about it. So uh, let's see what else was was interesting from there. Did you guys have a chance to read through that at all? And it was kind of lengthy. Uh, anything stand out? You know, I asked them if Motor Maker's here to stay, and they said, yeah, we're really excited about Motor Maker. Natural backs. They didn't necessarily say there's more natural backs coming. They just said there's new materials coming, so that could be anything from new woods to metal to something else. I don't really care for Motorola's lack of transparency when it comes to Motor Maker materials. I'm sorry, so I was waiting for wood. <laughs> I was waiting for Motorola to release Giggle. the wood backs. I, know, right? I can't help it. Um, I was waiting for them to release the release the woodbacks for a long time, and me and Kellen were talking about it. Um, we figured out that they were going to probably release bamboo first, since I was the only one that um, uh, they were kind of you know, was leaked or whatever. And we're like, okay, so who's gonna get the bamboo one? Because I knew I knew I wanted something dark, because I wanted to have a black base on my Moto X. And he was like, okay, I'll I'll take one for the team. I'll get bamboo, and you get ebony when it, when that's released. I was like, okay, cool. He gets bamboo a couple of days later, and I'm still stuck <laughs> with nothing. And um, and it's ridiculous because I was the one who actually wanted a wood back. He was like, "I'll take one for the team." And now it's totally a beautiful phone, and I'm it super is. jealous. And and life sucks. It is. <laughs> and, it is beautiful. Look at that thing. That's a gorgeous phone. It's and pretty it, gorgeous. It, you know, it doesn't even look as good as it feels. You know, it feels very good. It and feels um, good. yeah, so I wish Motorola would. Stop teasing and start releasing. Yeah, and I'd imagine I can say this since I was recording the entire interview, but um, in the audio or anything like that, you can't hear it. But when I asked them if there was new backs coming, Steve Harwitz pulled a phone out. It was a Moto X. It wasn't like some unreleased device. It was a Moto X, and he set it on the table, and it was a different wood. It wasn't bamboo, um, and it was a darker sort of reddish wood. I don't know if that was ebony. I don't really Could know. Could have been woods. rosewood. Could have been rosewood. And he had a black face on it that kind of matched some of the darker textures. It looked really nice, but he didn't say what it was. He said, oh, he just kind of did like this, oh, like this, and set it out, and I just went, give it to me. It's really, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, you know, it's not that they promised anything. They didn't say, we promised that we'll have all this, blah, blah, blah. But right. um, Well, they did, they did announce, like, they're going to be having new they materials. Did. They so, did, I absolutely. Mean, it's as close as you can get, I guess. I know. But, you know, at least say, you know what, if you guys really wanted wood backs, pick up the bamboo, because we don't know what the time frame on the other natural backs and all that, you know, like, you may want to have to settle for bamboo. And I would have settled. I would have been like, all right, I'll get bamboo. Kellen, I'll take it for the team. 
and then I would have an awesome phone. But no. no well, I think the, the larger issue, too, is if, if there are people that are waiting for wood or they haven't necessarily limited it just to wood, they you know, didn't really specify what other materials they would put on there, but, you know. Um, but if you're waiting for something else, like how far along the line you have to wait, like it's going right. to be six months into this phone to where it's kind of like, maybe I should wait to the successors, and like, that's where it starts getting a little Well, that's the issue, iffy. because now if they release any of the new wood backs, I'm not going to buy them, because the Moto X is already too old for in my book. Well, so. the Gal- well, and that's and for you in particular, the Galaxy S5 is coming in a couple of of months, maybe, yeah. and you know, a new There's HTC no device. So, yeah. but it would be tough. I mean, we're so the original Moto X was released in what August, and uh, we're that's what so September, October, November. So we're like five, almost six months out. That's not that that makes the device old, but no. when a device is six months old, there's always something new then. And I know there's always something new, but in the last year, we kind of saw that cycle of phones slow down a little bit. So if you buy a Moto X now, you might be mad when the Galaxy S5 comes out a month later and has... And it's know, amazing. Awesome. And yeah. Samsung actually does something amazing. Yeah. Or, yeah, or if they release a successor to the Moto X and that includes those packs that you right. wanted or whatever else. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept the same or a similar chassis now that they've got production up and running and then just updated mm. the internals, maybe updated the display or something like that. Yep. Um, and just kept the same basic size and shape. That's I don't have any problem with that, especially when you can customize that. it like crazy. You know? yeah. I think that was the big issue for a lot of people with the Galaxy S4 coming out and looking almost identical to the Galaxy S3. You put them down side by side, it's very difficult to tell the difference. Mm. And I think having... It's difficult. No. I think having those... There's an extra sensor on, on front. Like that's No, that's not it. I mean, the, the, the 4 is a lot flatter. I mean, you come on, man. Let's be real. <laughs> There's barely any differences. Let's be real. There are barely any like it's not it's not substantial difference between the Galaxy S3 and Galaxy S4 compared to like the One X to the One. To the untrained Complete eye. redesign. <laughs> to the untrained eye. <laughs> to anyone's <laughs> eye. Like oh, there are not yeah. a lot of differences. If you think that's a big difference, then you should be applauding Apple for the iPhone 5S, which I am not. You're kidding. No. Come on, you're trolling me. No, it's it's about the same amount of changes, really. I would I would agree with both of you. There's not a lot of changes, but if you know what you're looking at, you can see there's a lot of difference. It, yeah, I mean, certainly on the back you can see a little bit more, there, but it's subtle. It's subtle differences, but I don't even remember my own bloody point now. Subtle, Basically, like, if if you were a Galaxy S3 owner and you wanted to, like, maybe bump up to the Galaxy S4, there aren't a lot of aesthetic changes, and I think that's when I, and we talked about this, like, with our favorite thing phone or product this for the last official show and that was one of the things I you know mentioned is just like being able to customize Moto X makes it so that like if it was in the same or similar chassis like I think that would still make it attractive to people because they can customize it to their own so it will look different it'll be their own um, and I think that's actually a really powerful thing because then that's going to help them on the manufacturing side because they'll be able mm-hmm. to keep a lot of things the same and still give people what feels and looks like a new phone. And that's a and big that deal. Yep. Yeah, for, for 2014 Moto X, they could give me the same exact phone, just probably up the display a little bit and put a better camera, camera in there. And camera, probably they'd the obviously put a new processor with their along with their X8 thing. It'd be fine. If it was the same size, I'd be perfectly happy again. And even even the same display, the display's not bad. I think the big, the big issue is the yeah. camera. That's the big thing that everyone wants to see improved. Yeah. The display is not bad, but it could be improved. Yeah, that's I mean, all, it's, that's all we're saying. It's a little yellow, and I don't anyways. need 4K. <laughs> well, but that's I think, yeah. and I think a big part of that is it's that it's AMOLED. So maybe if they change, do some of the stuff that Samsung's doing, I didn't hear nearly as many yeah. people complaining about the S4. 
Desport's AMOLED is crazy different than any other AMOLED, yeah. The whites are white, and it's not yellowish. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like its own AMOLED. It's a different it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, but speaking of that stuff, like that, what they would upgrade or things like that, during my little interview, they they kind of stopped it and, and turned questions to me. Cause, so I walked into this interview, right? And I'm like, I'm going to record. I was like, is it cool if I record this? And they said yes. And so I had my notes um, on my Nexus 5, and then I was recording on a G2 because I was carrying a G2 around for the extra battery life during CES. And uh, so they said, you know, what would it take for us to get you to carry our product around? And so I had to say, like, I actually normally do. I'm just using this G2 in place of it because I need the extra battery life. But anyways, they said, what would you do? They said, it's basically you have control. What would you, what do, what do we need to improve on? What could we do to be better to get our product in your pocket, all that? And I basically said, just give us a really good camera because that's kind of what was terrible about your phone when you initially released it. But I'm curious, like, what you guys would think. If, if, if Motorola asked you, what would you improve or to get their phone in your pocket, what would you say to them? Everyone's muted, by the way. <laughs> they're, all, they're all chatting it, chatting it up. Um, what would I want to see in the, like, an X2? No, what would what would you improve about Would you change anything? to make that your main phone? Yeah. Oh, the, Mo- the Moto X? Could yeah. be the Moto X, just, or I guess it could be the new a new Moto X or something. What would they have to do to get their phone to be your daily phone, basically? Got to have a better camera, step one. Step two, better camera, then profit. <laughs> because um, everything about that phone, I, I think the Moto X is the perfect experience. I've said it time and time again. Can't say it enough. Love the Moto X. Camera, useless. And I, I, I'm on Instagram way too much to have a phone that can't do Instagram well. So... Even after the the camera software update that took place a long time ago, I mean, you know, it was it was okay, but nothing nothing spectacular. I mean, it's still it's not going to beat the G two or Note three or S four or even the S three. So, what can you do? Camera. Yeah. Ron or Eric? Well, Eric, you you have the Moto X. So, yeah. anything you would you would need to change about it to keep Motorola in your pocket? Um. <laughs> Or are you just fully satisfied and you're going to keep Moto I mean, in your pocket anyway? I think for me, the camera's serviceable. I mean, it can it, there's cer- it can it can be better. Um, for me, it takes decent pictures. The only things that I could think of that I would like to see in a Moto X2 are maybe a slight spec bump. But I mean, even that, you know, all the stuff that I could ask for, the Moto X does pretty well as it is right now. So. Um, I'd like a better camera. Maybe I don't. I don't think I would like to go above a 720p display. I feel like keeping it 720p is their secret to really good battery life. Because I get fantastic battery life on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to see is more Moto Maker options. Like I was looking at it. Like the front plate here. If you could find a way to make the bezel like you could put your own design or image on there. Like you upload it to Moto Maker and then they you know, press it on there and then put the glass on top of it. I don't think that would be that hard. I mean, I'm not in on their production techniques. I'm not an engineer or anything, but yeah, I feel you like know. it's possible. Um, <laughs> I feel like that could be really cool, you know. Um, that could set them apart. You know, there's there's customizing the, the colors of certain parts like they have now, but it's a completely different thing to be able to upload your own image and then have it, you know, on the front of your phone. I think that would be pretty slick. Yeah, more moto, mo, more moto maker stuff would be kind of cool. Yep. Ron, 
Any way for Motorola to get you off the iPhone? <laughs> no. But um, <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I'm. I've yeah. I wrote an article about why I'm on iOS, so people can read that and leave a comment if they want. <laughs> it better uh, be hateful. Yeah, yeah. Really, really dig it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but but I mean, I think from my own perspective, like Motorola did change the game in terms of what I was recommending for people. Um, so normally, I'd I'd kind of begrudgingly recommend the S3, S you know, S4 in the you know in the early part of the year because that was you know it was on every single carrier. I knew what kind of device they were going to get, and if they had questions, I knew I'd get out with that. Um, I knew it was a good all-around device, um, but I obviously didn't like it. It wasn't my preference. Um, so with the Moto X, like having that available um, on all carriers, you know, knowing that it's got a really great close-to-stock experience, and that the ways that they change the software are um, ways that are really helpful and, and neat. Um, I think that was that was the big thing where it's like these are things that like I can like if I want to meet up with a friend or like I did with my brother like I met up with him and just said like hey like let me just show you this and I can like show you all the ways that this is like gonna you know be helpful for you regular day-to-day life and how you're using your phone you know it's a um, active display and shaking to turn the camera on and all that kind of stuff and like and how big the display was yet how small the device is in your hand like being able to demonstrate those things right away it was great um, so I mean the, like everybody else has said the only thing that really changes the camera because that is like it's kind of painful. I, yeah, like I just don't. Ron's upset, clearly. And well, I mean, because it's it's hard because I like I don't know, like especially now, like I'm I'm taking more and more pictures. Like my Dropbox is filling up very quickly. Um, like and that's just like from having a nephew and like having lots of family events and things like that. Like. Um, that's only going to get worse as time goes on. Like, as I have my own kids and things like that, like, you start taking more pictures. Like, so, like, having a really great camera that I don't have to fuss with that just works, is, I mean, that's that's another really big reason why I use an iPhone is because the camera is great on it. Um, works really well, works consistently. And so being able to recommend that to people that, that do want to use Android and being able to say, like, you know, hey, when you get this, like, the camera's going to work great. It's going to take great shots. You're not going to have to fuss around with it. You're not going to have to edit it later. Like, it's going to take a great shot right away. Um, that's a big deal. I think I think doing the I forget what it's called, but you know, twist in so the camera it's like starts quick up. action camera or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like doing that I think um, is great, huge big step because it's you know, being able to capture moments right away is huge, but you gotta have quality sensor and you gotta have quality software. I don't know that we can totally place the blame on either one necessarily. I don't think we really know for sure what the deal is, but that's gotta be something they're working on if that means they need to hire people that are better with photography or whatever else, like, they, they need to get that right. Um, and, and on top of that, I think the, the other thing that I would say is continue with the software optimizations that they're doing and, and little augmentations, because I really want to, I'd really like to see the Moto X succeed in a way, commercially, that it didn't um, over the last five, five six months. Um, it's definitely gotten a lot of press attention, but we haven't necessarily seen sales to represent that. Um, so I don't know what that'll take. It's I think they had really great innovative advertising campaign. Um, I think they did a good job with that. But whatever else they can do to continue to augment that, I mean, the, the some of those commercials were hilarious. Like you know, just the with the actor display stuff and all that. So I mean, being able to improve that and see um, see if there's a way for them to communicate to people like, hey, this is why you should like one like trust us as 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 a company and to like get this specific device because it's going to be able to do these things. I think they've got features that can show that kind of thing. 
Um, so it's just a matter of them fine-tuning that and, and working out those kinks. Yeah, I mean, I basically told them just do do more of the same, but put better cameras in. And they kind of didn't say much when I said you need to do better cameras, so maybe they're working on that, or I don't really know what to take from that. But So what we're saying is if they put a marginally better camera in it, or not marginally, but a, a good step up in camera, and then a few other nuts and bolts here with a lot of other Moto Maker options that we would all buy a new Moto X. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, well, it, obviously it depends on what Samsung does, what HTC does. But, yeah, I mean, I'm still still using the Moto X, even though the camera is, uh, you know, subpar. But, yeah, battery life's great. I can deal with the display just fine. It does things still with active display that nobody else does, which are, like, my favorite thing. So. And that whole quick capture camera wrist thing, at first I, thought, I just thought that was kind of a gimmick. I actually use it all the time. Yeah, I told you guys. I was like, "That's a pretty good thing," and you guys were like, "No, that's. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a fan. I'm like, you'll eventually get there. Trust me." Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people laughed at just having to do this like wrist gesture to launch a camera, and I, yeah, I definitely like kind of poke fun at that. But I use it all the time now. It's so easy. I don't have to hit any buttons. I just do this little flick, and and it works better. I think they fine tuned it a little bit over the last few months. So. All right, anyway, so uh, yeah, that was the interview with the Motorola. It's all transcribed. Feel free to check that out. Uh, do you guys want to talk about this whole net neutrality ruling? Have you guys followed any of this stuff? You yeah. guys haven't been following it. Ron probably yeah, has been. I mean, we've been, been keeping up on it. <laughs> I, don't, so, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's much to say. Like, if you've read our article, that's really all there is to yeah. say about it. It looks like the FCC might have to resubmit some stuff and change the language a little bit. There's, I mean... I don't think it changes anything. There's potential danger there, but I mean the potential like, danger. <laughs> yeah, there's potential. Like, well, it's the same thing with AT&T sponsored data. Basically, those are the, so those are some of the risks that we could see if yeah. you know this becomes the policy. But there's no indication that that's necessarily going to change like immediately. I don't know um, if it was verge level crisis like they were writing. I they were kind of freaking out, which is fine. Like, well, because it was Neil and Neil used to be a lawyer, so like he's gonna be a lot more. He's gonna hit on that stuff a lot, you yeah. know, a lot more heavily. Yeah. So basically, uh, Verizon. Well, so the FCC wants the internet to remain open and not let anyone control what you're viewing, when you're viewing, how fast you're viewing, all of that stuff. And Verizon says, no, we built this big-ass network. We should be able to do kind of whatever we want with it. And so in an appeals court, Verizon essentially won this last time, and FCC is uh, going to have to like rethink the way they go after it. And Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, I think Time Warner, all these companies came out and said, even though, you know, Verizon essentially won this 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 appeals today anyway or yesterday. We're gonna remain open and we're you know committed to an open internet and yada yada yada. I I mean, look if this thing ends up being the FCC has no power to control any of that, I don't think it's gonna be an open internet. I just don't like these companies want to make money and they build put billions and billions of dollars into these networks, and if they can make money off of the way you experience the internet, they're going to do it. Look what they did with tiered data. Look what they've done with you know every single thing we've essentially experienced in TV or wireless. So, well, I think it's about time we let them start making a return on their investment. <laughs> so I'm all for it. I'm gonna sign a White House petition. Stop the FCC. <laughs> petition. <laughs> 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 all 
Yeah. I'm so kidding, that's going down. There's obviously the FCC can appeal again, and like Ron said, they can go back and sort of rethink their approach Strategy. to it, I believe. They could reclassify some things or categorize some yeah, stuff. I, forget, I yeah. forget what the actual terminology was, but that was the Verges yeah. report. And go go read the Verges report. It's huge and giant, but yeah, very informative. Job on it. Yeah. Yeah, I but basically that. it comes down to the, the the way the FCC submitted things. That I forget the actual terminology now, but um, mm-hmm. the way that they worded it was what made the judge rule in Verizon's favor. Right. So, yeah, the end has not arrived. There's there's plenty of time still for this all to uh, work itself out. And, uh, yeah. But you should be aware of it, and we will continue to follow it, you know, when big things happen and things like that. Like if you need to sign a petition or something. <laughs> I'll let you know. Don't worry. Yeah, Tim will let you know on the petition front there. It's kind of uh, yeah. So let's talk about Google buying Nest. This came across the wire out of nowhere yesterday. So Google is going to buy Nest, who makes home thermostats and now smoke detectors, which I have in my house, and I love Nest. Um, $3.2 billion they are going to pay for them. And I think it's cool. Uh, I thought most people would think it's a pretty cool deal because well, obviously... not. Yeah, so you know, Google and Nest both said we're, we're going to be separate. Nest kind of played the we're like Motorola card, I think, a little bit. We're separate, mm-hmm. and we're still going to do cool things, but now we have Google backing us so we can push out to new markets and do all these cool things and all that stuff, right? And then this backlash came through, and people are returning their Nest now because Google's going to put Google Plus on their Nest and... <laughs> Steal all their data because Nest has been super protective about. Well, I don't think they even store user information, do they, or something like that. Uh, But everyone thinks now because Google is all about the data, that's going to change, and your thermostat's going to spy on you and serve ads and stuff like that. And I guess we don't know, but I think people are overreacting a little bit. Just my personal opinion. I can't remember Uh, whose link I followed, but he had gathered a bunch of uh, tweets from around the internet of people who literally said they were going to rip them out of their walls. Right. (laughs) I'd love to see that. And I saw people saying (laughs) Apple should have bought them, not Google. Yeah. Well, I did. I I think it was Recode, which is the new the replacement for uh, all things digital. All things D. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw in their report that um, Apple wasn't even in the bidding. Right. So yeah, there were other there were other people potentially looking to buy them, but uh, Apple's not there. And there have been people asking if Apple's going to stop selling Nest and Apple stores. There's <laughs> right. a reason to stop doing that. They can keep making money by doing that. So um, I don't think that really bothers them that Google owns them. No. They may not restock them if there's some sort of a future update with some sort of Google integration. I could possibly see that, but yeah, I I I think it's cool for Nest because it gives them more power gives them more money, more whatever they want, and they can keep making cool products. Well, and, and it gives Google access to Tony Fidel. I mean, he, so in case people may not know this, but Tony Fidel was a major player for getting the original iPod out. Um, yeah. So a lot of the design for, I think, the first seven generations, and I think he also helped with the iPhone as well. So he, he must have been there from 01 to 07, maybe a little bit later, uh, before he... Uh, retired and then came back because he was trying to figure out how to do thermostats in his house and they were all terrible, so he decided to make them better. So, kind of similar to uh, John Rubenstein, actually, who was also Apple and then Palm and then HP and now retired again. Um, so, um, but I think I think that's 
that's another big thing, like seeing somebody that has that kind of history and experience with making um, products, and especially since Apple or not Apple, uh, Google has been trying to get into the home a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where some of those concerns are coming from, which I get. Like Google isn't necessarily known for respecting people's privacy, um, and so I can understand like having something that's as invasive as de- as determining when you're home, when you're not home. Like there are potential issues there. Um, and I think Tony Fidel said in one of the interviews that they're, they're somewhere in between Motorola and YouTube. So YouTube is basically like all Google now, and Motorola is allegedly separate. There's a firewall mm-hmm. between the companies, right. whatever that means. So somewhere in between there certainly wouldn't, I don't think, leave any fears of people that are worried about Google, like knowing when they're home, when they're not home. Like There are potential risks there if you don't trust Google. And I think, I think the more interesting thing about this, and I'm pretty sure it was John Gruber that wrote about this, but just how, you know... My uh, buddy like, Gruber... I love John. Um, I really do. I read his site every day. But um, I think there are some, like, how, like, five years ago, Google buying them would have been, like, really exciting for a lot of people. They would have been really excited about Google because Google was a company that everybody was excited about. You know, they make great products, everything else like that. They weren't known as being a company that has potential privacy issues. And now that's changed. That's changed over the last, like, two years where it started to kind of change how people think about Google, how people talk about Google. Um just that there's some risks there with with how much data they have and how they're using that data, especially, I think, after... I really think the tide changed with Google now when that really showed what they could do with all the data that people have when people started realizing, oh, F, like, when I use Gmail and when I use Google Search, they get a ton of data out of me, Um, plus all the ads that they, you know, serve all over the place. Like, there's a ton of data that they get, and I think that's when that started to kind of shift. I don't know that everybody's super comfortable with that idea. There a lot of, obviously, most people are still using their products. You know, I don't think there was a large exodus, but um, that's when that started to change. And I think, I think there is at least some cause for concern to say, okay, well, what Fidel said, that they're not going to change their terms of service or anything else like that, but at least immediately, but like... Right. Obviously, what, things can change, yeah. Things can change, and, and, and being able to have some sort of control over, okay, well, what does this mean, at least in the future, for future products? I doubt they'll do anything with the current nest, but for future products, what is this going to mean for having, you know, it was originally the Android at Home initiative, and whatever they decide to call that in the future, obviously, that hasn't, nothing's really happened with that, but, you know, what does it mean for Google to be in your home? What kind of information are they going to have access to? Um, and are there, are there privacy risks, you know, because that... Even if it's not from Google, like if you get hacked, what kind of like what kind of access will people have to you and information about you? Like, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of major things when you start putting that information somewhere in the internet. Yeah, not to completely change something, but are the is it is the privacy worry because there's talking heads on the internet that make a big deal out of it? Like when I showed my parents Google Now and it started telling them when their flight was coming, they thought it was the coolest thing ever, and never once did they say, "Oh my God, Google knows everything about me." I just wonder. I I personally don't. It, that stuff doesn't bother me. I know a lot of people it does. Uh, and if if Google somehow works its way into Nest and my Google Now is now controlled by Nest because it knows when I leave the home and turns my Nest off or something like that, that's awesome. Um, I guess I'm not worried, but I, and I know there's people on both sides of the fence there, but I just wonder if this all this privacy stuff that people freak out about is just because there's you know a set number of talking heads on the Internet that make it a bigger deal than it is, or are we should we really be that worried? I don't know. Well, I guess I, I think, just get sick of talking about privacy all the time. The whole, I think Google <laughs> had the unfortunate um, timing to have that, like Ron said, Google Now, you know, kind of line up with them getting slapped on the wrist for their Wi-Fi scanning, and then yeah. all of that um, NSA stuff that's been coming out over the past year. I think has really 
just yeah, kind of say stuff. This, this latest Google Plus thing. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's not. So. I don't. I don't think a lot of the fears come come from. Oh crap! What does it mean if Google has my data? Just like what does it mean if the NSA has my data? Because it's a giant corporate, you know, corporation or right. you know, government agency, and so like it's hard to pinpoint. Like, well, does that matter if like a certain human has it? Like, you know. We, we haven't really had to deal with what that means, what the repercussions are for that. I think the, lar- the larger issues are, one, hacking. Like, if somebody gets into your account, and we right. all know most people aren't using, like, two-factor authentication or anything else like that. So if somebody gets into your account, what kind of data are they going to have access to and what dangers are there? Um, I think that's the big, huge issue. And two, I think the other thing is that Google seems to be kind of cavalier with people's privacy. So, like, with this latest Google plus or Gmail, depending on what side you want to do it, update where the default was, hey, anybody oh, yeah. that on Google Plus can email you, like... <laughs> yeah, that kind of, like, was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah and, it, and, it's, and the fact that it's opt-out, like, it's just automatically, you're, you're, you know, you have to go in there and change your settings. Like, that's absolutely insane, bonkers. Like, they, so they seem to be a little loose with what it means to, like, protect people's data, protect people's privacy. Like, they, they have a history of doing that, and Eric mentioned some of the other history with that, you know, with the Wi-Fi scanning and all that, like... Those are the issues that people have concerns with, and so inviting a company that has that history, that very public, blatant history about how they deal with privacy and how they deal with people's data, that's a big issue. Like, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I think from those two perspectives, like, that's where there is some legitimate concern. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how Google handles it. We'll see what it means if they're somewhere in between YouTube and uh, Motorola. Like, <laughs> like that doesn't even mean like we're not, nobody's even totally sure what it means for Motorola. Yeah, no one like, knows what that means. Really, yeah. how separate they are. So we know that Fidel is reporting straight to uh, Paige and and, uh, and Bryn. So, I mean, that's fine. Fidel? That's great. Castro? Yeah. All right, <laughs> well, Not cool. my Google. Well, we, not my Google. We know Google's working on software for a product like that, right? They were doing that EnergySense thing that leaked a couple of weeks ago, and the UI yeah. for EnergySense looked identical to the Nest app. I mean, it just it was a little more cartoonish. Home. Yeah, and it's it's Android at home stuff. So we knew they wanted to get into this arena. I guess I was surprised that they bought Nest, but um, I it looks already if this Energy Sense thing it looks identical. So I would imagine maybe the next gen Nest is going to run their version, is going to run this Energy Sense or something like that. Otherwise, I don't know why they would. You just you don't just buy Nest and let them continue to run their own proprietary stuff. I, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think unless their stuff's better. That's true, but I think they would, you know, make it their own. While it could be based off of Nest stuff, I think it would it would have to become either Android or something completely googly. I, I'm not sure. Otherwise, I don't get it. Why Why do you buy a company? You know, like Motorola is an extension of Google essentially now. I know there's a firewall there, but yeah, but they, but I mean, I th- like I said, I think having having Tony there, I'll say Tony instead of his last name. Like I think having him there, like on the team, like he he said, I think I think it was in the Verge's interview with him, with Neil's interview with him. Um, I think that he said uh, there that he's he's there for the long haul. Like he's not leaving after the acquisition. He yeah, he's to, like I don't want to retire. I want to keep doing this. Yeah, like this is what he wants to do. So I th- like, and that's like a lot. A lot of times companies will buy uh, other companies because of the talent that's there, and like. Tony's very, very talented. He's got a talented team there. Like the fact that he was able, they've been able to do this and uproot that whole industry is pretty crazy. Um, so, like, I think I think there's a lot of talent there for getting those types of devices into homes that people like, that people want to use. Um, like that's a, that's a big deal. Like wanting to rip out your current thermostat. Like that's not something people think about normally. Like that's just not a normal thing. So the, the fact that they're able to do that, I think Google sees a lot of potential there to be able to do some of this thing. And we're seeing Google, like, shift to this, right? Like, they started as a search company and then slowly became a services company. 
and now they're kind of slowly turning into a hardware company where they're putting out their own hardware between the Chromebook Pixel and the Nexus Q didn't get out there, but you know um, they've got a they bought a manufacturing company now they've got another one like they they're moving towards this they're working on cars and things like that like they're on their way to putting out products um, for people. Um, that are going to tie into those services, and I think that's that's their future. That's where they're going. I think Nest is a great buy for them to continue to do that, but that doesn't mean there aren't concerns. Right. Hopefully, it also means that they will take the Nexus Five price approach to Nest and drop like 150 bucks <laughs> off the price so that everyone can own one. Yeah, because how much are they right now? You, you own them? I think they're 300 bucks. Yeah, for one. For that's one. The, that's the thing. Yeah. Here I'm going to look now. Um, and the Nest Protector, I bought two. And I think they're, I think they're two hundred. Oh, so the Nest second gen is two fifty, and the Nest Protects are one twenty nine a piece. So yeah, they're not, they're definitely not cheap. No, but they are awesome if you want to splurge on home stuff like that. So, anyways, yeah. that happened, and yeah, people are. Uh, what's that? It's a lot of talk about a thermostat. It is a lot of talk about a thermostat. It's a smart thermostat. God, Eric, <laughs> if you don't like it, you go. See the whole word. Yeah. All right, so T-Mobile at CES went through this whole big thing, and John Ledger, we talked about this a little bit last week, but they, you know, he stood on stage and cussed everyone out and said, yes, we're <laughs> going to pay your ETFs, your early termination fees if you leave AT&T, Sprint, or Verizon and come to us. We'll pay up to $650 to have you come to us. 300 of that would be trading in your phone, and the other 350 would, or could be 350 per line, depending on how much your early termination fees were. So, we we ran a poll. We said, "Are you going to take them up on their offer and uh, jump to T-Mobile?" And let me look at the most current results. 53% said nope. 27% said yes, I'm switching, and 20% had already switched before that. So, yeah, pretty split. Uh, let's see, Eric, you're with Verizon. Tim, yeah. I don't know what you're doing these days, Tim. Ron, you're with Verizon. Just sort of Roman. Any thought about taking them up on their offer? I know we've talked about their coverage a little bit. Ron, I think you said their coverage sucks around you, but or is it okay? It's actually pretty good around Oh, it's me. not bad around yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anybody think about taking them up on that offer, paying ETFs, trading phone? I'm all about the prepaid now, so I don't do those contract prepaid things. Prepaid game. Yeah, yeah. They don't have contracts, man. Yeah, it's not contract anymore, Tim. Uncarrier, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying I don't have an ETF for them to pay, so oh, no one's okay. not taking them up on oh. ETF. Yeah. 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 Well, but they potentially buy off any device you have stuck on a contract if you have any on contract. I do not. No contract for oh, Tim. It's enticing. I, my Verizon contract ended in December, thank God. Well, yeah, Eric, because you, like, are you, are you with a family plan and you yeah. could potentially be going out on your own soon? Are you considering the, uh, T-Mobile there? I'm shared data pool right now with the rest of my family. Oof. How many gigs you guys split? Uh, I think six or eight. I'm not sure. Oh, that's right, because a, re- a rep conned your mom <laughs> yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled the wool over our eyes. I'd be interested in thinking about it. You'd get unlimited data again. I would get unlimited data again. Throttled um, I have unlimited to do more data. Research into how the uh, how the network is down here in Bloomington because there's not even a T-Mobile store in Bloomington here. <laughs> oh really? Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I would be uh, careful. Yeah. What you should do is 
Get one of those. Whenever they actually, I'll send you. When I have like five, the T-Mobile prepays where you can sign up for the thirty dollars a month plan. Just do it for one month and see how your coverage is, and then you can. Kind well, of I need decide. a phone to do that first. I've got the SIM cards, but I don't have a phone to put them in. Okay, I'll I'll send you. So, <laughs> yes, that'd be fun to test. Test it for a while, yeah. <laughs> so you're considering uh, it, Ron? Yeah, we'll see. Considering it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely looked at it. I double-checked the coverage maps and everything else like that. Because um, you're on a family plan, right? So yeah. You would, so you would have to go to two individual lines, essentially, right? Yeah, with my yeah. wife and I, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I looked at it. The, bi- the big concern is my, my main day job right now. I basically drive 50 miles either direction. Um, so, uh I'd have to have good coverage everywhere, basically. You know, like uh, yeah. the whole the whole inland valley. Um, so that's kind of a that's kind of a larger concern, and I can't necessarily guarantee that. Um, so that's that's a big issue. The other issue is, um, well, that's really the only issue. It's just it's just that coverage. That's, that's what that's it always thing. comes back to with them, right? It always comes back to coverage. Yeah, I mean the price the price the price would be. You know that'd be a that'd be a big difference, and I like that my bill would go down once I pay off my device. Like I, I like a lot of the things they're doing. It's just it's not not an option right now. Maybe an option in the future. But then the, but then the other issue is you know how long are they gonna have unlimited data for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're making they're making pretty crazy moves, which is which is awesome and it's cool to see. But um, but I don't know that some of those things specifically unlimited data. Not that that's I'm on a family plan now, so that that's a big deal, but. The yeah, like I said, the coverage is the big thing, and that's that should be the big thing for for everybody. If you're, so if you're on AT and T or Verizon, like make sure you've got great coverage before you do it, and you know anywhere and everywhere you go, because not having coverage really stinks. Yeah, I mean, I spent I spent the good majority of 2013 on either AT and T prepaid or T Mobile prepaid, and definitely ran into some coverage issues. And so uh, when I bought the Bamboo Moto X, because I didn't have a Verizon Moto X. So I figured I would do that, and so now I've been back on Verizon for, uh, I don't know, whenever this thing came out, a month ago, for a month, maybe a month and a half. And it, it's been really nice. Verizon's coverage is better than everyone's. I mean, it just is. Uh, their data speeds aren't necessarily the fastest, but I'm also not running speed tests every day and downloading stuff. Right. So the you know that stuff's but the coverage is always there, and I couldn't necessarily say that ever with AT&T T-Mobile. I always ran into a spot here and there where I just didn't have coverage, so... Yeah, and I gotta say that's yeah that's, that's been my you know I drive all over Southern California. That's been my experience too. I very very rarely do not have coverage. If 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 I do, it's for some weird crazy, you know, reason. Um, so and that's and and the other thing too is like not only do they have coverage in your area, but how good is it? You know, and so they yeah. if you go look on their coverage maps, like that's one thing, but it's really difficult to like actually test out like if if that's legitimate because you might have like great you know 4G coverage, but that doesn't mean that you've got you know great speeds going up and down. So. Right. Those are, but if you can if you can afford to do I mean if you can afford to do prepaid or whatever and just try it out like there's not they've really removed a lot of the barriers to at least try them out right and especially if you're on AT and T AT and T is a big buy people over from T Mobile so like especially if you're on AT and T you can switch over for a couple months and then switch back and you'd be fine. Yeah, and Ledger mentioned that in his in his press thing when he was on stage. He said, at and yeah. made this easy for us. He said they're gonna pay for you to come back, so you might as well come over and try us out. Yeah, pretty funny stuff. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, when they when they announced Uncarrier 1.0, when they were getting rid of contracts, I think was 1.0. I the thing I wrote up then was this is awesome what you're doing, T-Mobile, but unless your network improves, no one's gonna care. Yep. And when we ask people if they're interested in switching to Timo in the comments, that's what they always say is, no, the coverage is terrible. The coverage is terrible. I can't do it because the coverage. So I hope that's Uncarrier 5.0 is somehow we built 10,000 new towers <laughs> oh, in nice. rural areas or something. Yeah. I don't know. And they're, they're continuing to work on their network, which is great. They are. It's, it's also if, worth if noting. If they get more subscribers, they'll get more income, which means they'll be able to build that out even more. But there's only so much spectrum and... You know, it takes it takes it takes a long time to build that out. We saw how long it took Verizon to push that out with LTE um, alone. Like it takes, and that's with a huge. You know, Verizon's huge compared to T-Mobile. It takes oh, a yeah. lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of money. Yeah, T-Mobile's doing cool things though. Their network is pretty damn advanced. You know, they uh, they have they've had HD voice for quite a while, and AT&T just announced that yeah, they are for getting a year. it. Yeah, so they've had that for a long time, which I don't think a lot of people talk about or know. Uh, they're moving up to their wideband LTE pretty soon, and every T-Mobile phone that has LTE can access that once it goes live in their network. You know, and they made the they made the comment during their press event that Verizon, you know, said they're building up or beefing up their their LTE networks in all these cities and stuff because it's so bogged down, but you have to have a phone that can access their AWS spectrum, and most phones on Verizon, well, I shouldn't say most, but any phone purchased probably before mid-2013 can't access Band 4, and so even though they beefed it up, you're still stuck on their regular LTE network. So, uh, you know, T-Mobile's doing some cool things. Uh, They're kind of fun to cheer for right now because they're bringing new subscribers over and they're kind of flipping the bird to everyone, but, yeah, if they can't build up their network... Yeah, and we should and we should probably say because we've been mentioning a lot of caveats, but um, like if you if you do have good coverage with T-Mobile, like you'll probably save money going yeah. with them. So if you want to be on a major carrier and like T-Mobile has good coverage in your area and the speeds are good, like do it. Like get off of like show at least at the minimum like of making a point and showing these other carriers that like hey like this is something that people want. Um, you know we want phones. You know they they've got a great phone selection. Um, yep. Even if you want to buy not through them, like. Almost every phone works on them with, you know, all the bands and everything else like that. So if you buy it unlocked. Um, so, you know, even if it's just to make a point and say, like, hey, this is what this is where we want, you know, the phone market to go in the future. Like, if you can do it, go do it. Yeah, it's been but interesting it's to also watch. also worth noting, I was trolling around. Go for it. Sorry, Eric. You there? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was looking around Twitter yesterday, and it said... Um, T-Mobile responded to somebody and said that it can take up to eight weeks to get your ETF termination check from T-Mobile. Don't expect that money right up. They will give you instant credit up front for your trade-in, though, I think, is what they're doing. So they're at least doing that. But yeah, the ETF thing, that makes sense. That stuff's got to take a while to process, but... Yeah, good stuff. And it's been interesting to watch AT&T react to them, dumbly react to them. Like, just don't. It's, when, when a troll is trolling you, like, the last thing you do is react. You just don't because it makes it, they just, it's just fuel. And so AT&T needs to stop playing their game and trying to beat them to the punch with ETF things and all that stuff. But, and Verizon, I can't remember what Verizon and Sprint said during CES. Somebody interviewed them and they said something and it was, John Ledger just laughed. But anyways... Uh, let's see, we ran another poll, asked about if anyone's interested in smart bands. I think, Eric, you wear a Fitbit, right? 
Yes. I, yeah, and I still have this terrible next Into the thing. review coming down the road here in the next couple days. Yeah, review for that. Uh, Eric, I'm sorry, Ron, Tim, do you guys want smart bands? Tim, you've worn a Nike Fuel Band in the past, but do any of the? Oh, yeah, you love that Razor Naboo thing. So yeah, you are interested. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty interested. Um, you know, I like because it takes the the good parts of a smart watch, like the notifications from texts and calls and all that, and just puts it in a more, you know, a cheaper package, or at least we're hoping cheaper, developer units going for 50 bucks. I mean, I'm so I'm guessing the retail will be like about 100, 150 tops. And uh, it's a nice little band, and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like a fuel band in looks. You know, it's just very minimal, not very like, look at me, and like a Galaxy Gear is or something like that, you know. And, um, so yeah, Razor Naboo, that's what I'm waiting for. And I like the idea, you know, if they're cheaper, that means you can expect higher adoption rates, you know, at least hopefully from consumers. So if your friends, you know, if someone, you know, your friends have it, you can do like cool hand gesture stuff, you know, and like there's a lot of built-in little things, you know, hopefully that you'll be able to get to experience when other people buy it. And um, just really looking forward to that. So hopefully it all goes off without a hitch. Ron, have you dabbled in the wristband, fitness band, any of that stuff? Are you interested in it now that you're seeing all these new ones coming out? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, the only thing I was remotely interested in was Pebble's announcement, and I thought it was kind of disappointing, so. Same Pebble, you're just metal. Well, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the big, I mean, the, the one the one thing that they did, which I think was great, was make it glass front instead of plastic, because mine is mm-hmm. scratched to hell. Yeah, I think everyone's, I think everyone's is, yeah. Yeah, so that's like, that's that's the one big thing that they did address. I don't think that the face looks better. I don't like having the Pebble logo beneath that. That's yeah. what I said. I was I like, what the hell that. are they doing? Yeah, Tim yeah. did say that. He goes, what's with the low giant Pebble logo yeah. on the front? You gotta get yeah. their brand out there, man. I guess wow. so. Come on, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I, I, I don't think it looks good. I thought, I thought the, the, I don't know what you call this, the wrist. What, what do you call the, the band? I band. Guess. Yeah, um, I thought the those wings? looked those fine. Yeah, I, I thought those looked fine, but the, the, I mean, the big thing that I really wanted was, um, you know, I wanted, like I said, glass. Basically, the same design would have been fine if they would have done glass. Um, maybe a little bit better battery life. Mine isn't great. <laughs> um, and I'd love to have a uh, higher resolution screen because some of the, especially if you have like a second hand going along on like an analog oh, yeah, watch fitness, it doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. So double the resolution and that's, but this, you know, it's like you're paying $250 for basically the same thing with a glass watch face and you, get, you have to have that stupid logo underneath there because I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, we did order a black one, um, so we'll take a look at it. So, real quick, though, since we're on the topic of wristbands, I want to give a little hint about the review before it goes in the next day. Exclusive. Are you going to show off your burned, melted No, yeah, see, I don't have any problems. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that people are just allergic to something in the band and didn't know up until they started wearing it, and now it's all Fitbit's fault. Anyway, I was going to talk about um, Bluetooth 4.0 being absolutely fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've installed the Fitbit app on my Moto X, and you can either have it to where you can sync every time you turn the app on with your wristband, or you can have it just do updates in the background. And I turned that on, and I haven't had battery problems with my phone or my wristband since I got the thing, Um, which I think is, like, insane. I used to hate having Bluetooth on for anything because it would just destroy the battery and to see that it 
you know, I don't have to charge this thing for like four days at a time. That's, that just blows my mind. So really excited with how Bluetooth 4.0 is going so far. I'm with you on that. I just leave Bluetooth on all the time now because when I get in my car, it pairs, and then I have... Well, I was wearing a Pebble for a while, so I was pairing with that. So, yeah, Bluetooth LE 4.0 is great. I was going to say, what's battery life like on that Fitbit? You said four days or so. Well, I mean, I really haven't gotten to the uh, extent of it yet. I've had a couple issues, and they have kind of petered out where um, I'm not exactly sure what happens but either the Fitbit app on my phone or the Fitbit itself don't, like something messes up and they start not being able to communicate. And when that happens, the battery will die within like eight hours. Okay. But if that doesn't happen, I haven't gotten even halfway, below halfway battery since I have it. And I've had it since Christmas. Yeah, I'm interested to see your review because Fitbit's one of those things I've been considering but haven't pulled the trigger on. So far, I'm very impressed with it. Yeah, I will say that sort of what Tim said with notifications on a smart band and things like that, I'd almost, I think at this point I'm almost leaning towards I'd rather have a smart band than a smart watch because then I can wear my regular watch and then I can have a smart band that does fitness and stuff on the side but also will show me notifications and not yeah. take up because I just don't like any of the smart watches right now. Um, yeah. it, no one's really created the ultimate smart watch yet, so smart band, if you can do one for 100 bucks or under 100 bucks, and it'll show me the things I want, like notifications or incoming calls or whatever, that stuff, that simple stuff, uh, that could be kind of fun. So. Well, I think the Fitbit's in a good spot between the smart watch and the mm-hmm. uh, smart band. I think, if, or the Force, at least. If you go with the Flex, which is like their you know, kind of smaller version, I feel like that's more towards the smart band. But um, the... Uh, screen on this is actually pretty useful. So you just have to kind of... It's kind of annoying to hit the button to, um, you know, scroll through everything. But I like it a lot. What's useful about it? About the... The screen? You said it's useful. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one of the people that gets mad having to press the button once to check what time it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like the Moto Active with that little wrist shake that they had. Oh, yeah. Pebble Um, does that too, the little wrist thing. Yeah. Galaxy but Gear. I don't mind, you know, tilting <laughs> my wrist and then hitting the button once to look at the time. Um, right. And keep track of your steps, your calories, all that stuff in real time. Um, does it show notifications on there? I thought for some reason no, that one did. Um, no, okay. It's going to do that with iOS. And, well, that's and not a smart band then. With iOS, damn it. Yeah, iOS. Well, no, that's more, I mean, the, the Fitbit's more of a fitness band, not necessarily yeah. a smart band, yeah. yeah. Unless you're on iOS. Like, yeah, apparently, unless you're on iOS. Well, everything's smart on iOS. I mean, I like the screen for how it's used now, but I wouldn't want to read, like, a notification on there. It's yeah, but I, what if it just, you know, gives so you a little, give you a little kind of a ding <laughs> and say, hey, you have, a, you have an email or you have an incoming call, you know, yeah, just like a little... Yeah, yeah but I, I just don't think that's a good... Like, I think we need to change the way that we think about smartwatches because you just can't do anything with that notification. Like, no, you can't. All I need is a message, an indicator, an icon telling me I have a, a notification on yeah, my phone and then I can whip out my phone. Like, I don't need to read it on I don't there. even need it. Like, you already heard your phone go off. Like, what do you... What if like, maybe I did. Maybe I'm in a movie. Maybe I'm on a date. Maybe I'm in a really important you meeting. You still know it went off because it buzzed. I got going on. What if I'm walking around CES and there's no yeah. way in hell I'm ever going to hear my phone? Like I Come use on, my Pebble during that's CES. That's when you use your Pebble. That's but but think about it. That's oh. the only time when you wanted yeah. to use it. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is the only time. <laughs> like that's it. So. But, 
So there is a point for it, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, so if you're, yeah just, just like Google Reader, there's a point for journalists when they're in loud conferences. <laughs> but outside of that, there's no point. Damn it, it's Google Mother. Reader. You had to bring that up. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, well, the yeah. poll results basically showed it split. Uh, 46% said, no, I'm not interested. The other 54 said either yes or I am can't decide or something. So it's one of those things I think we'll all be watching. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be watching closer than I will this whole smartwatch race because everyone's failed miserably. So Well, okay, Pebble didn't fail miserably. Price is going to have to have a huge thing in it, I think. I think a lot of people were saying that Razer Naboo, I'm telling you, if that thing comes in at the right price, blockbuster. Did you you tell everyone to sign up as a developer to get it for 50 bucks or whatever? Yeah, I did. Everyone's a developer in my book. Everyone's a dev. The video that they put out, that... That thing did some crazy stuff. I highly, highly doubt that it'll be able to do everything. That would be called false advertising. Like in <laughs> that video. I don't think I'm I even sure, watched sure the video. Tim just told me how awesome it was, and I just said, sign me up. <laughs> 50 bucks, a developer this... edition? Yes. Oh, look, there is a video. I don't know. That whole handshake thing where it shares contacts when you yeah, handshake everybody. It's I highly doubt it? they have that set up already. That would, is it okay that I'm watching the video while we're on here? It's not released yet. Yeah, you totally can't fine. buy it, Eric. Give I'm it a, a break. It's coming, baby. Yeah, Are you watching it? Not like it. Promises in that video. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I really it's don't like the really color really scheme, though. I don't want neon green. Just give me all black. That's why I told you guys to tell Razor to get me one, because I'm all out. It's basically the same as having a pebble. It's just got a smaller screen. Look at that. I'm all optimized. about the no There's an optimized not, sleep alarm. Like what? <laughs> this is this is riveting, by the way. You guys I'm watching read, the video right now? Yeah, read it. Share read interest. it and watch it off 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 the air. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Don't get it. I think I only had. Don't get it. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, smart bed. Let's be better. There. You guys want to? Uh, do you guys want to talk about? Tim say that again. You suck, man. You're the worst. Why am I the worst? I'm sorry I don't like a good product. You only like pe- uh you only like Pebble, man. Like I don't want to talk about it. And I don't Down even like Pebble. Pebble. I have so many problems right, with that. Enough on the smart bands. Done. No. Talking about smart watches. I'm I'm watching the video again, so <laughs> you guys were, you guys were talking about something else, so Look at this. Ron's thing. just trolling. I love how they, it's almost like flexing. So every time he has to like turn it up, because he has to look at the bottom <laughs> of his wrist, he's like, What's up? New email. Oh, yeah. Just checking my new email. Uh, I'm just telling you, Ron, um, when, when, when it comes out and Verge rates its ecosystem 11 out of 10, you're going to be like, That's the greatest thing ever. No, I'm not. Like, I disagree with the Verge all the time. No, I'm just saying. It, I think it looks like. It, I think it's different. Tim just wanted to take a like dig it. at the ecosystem score. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I can. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's something different, and uh, I'm excited yeah. that people are just trying something new. You know, um, I don't need a watch that has a camera built in or a 1.63 yeah. inch, you know, just oh. full color display. Says the guy that was flying around Vegas in the cab, just going, "Look at this! This is so much fun!" <laughs> I'm, snap, sorry snap, snap, I'm sorry that. Snap, snap. Yeah. I'm sorry that it seemed like no one in Vegas had ever heard of a smartwatch, and they were all flocking to me like I was a this god. This but is yeah, it's it's rose yeah. gold, no big deal. I love, what is that I, rose gold thing on your wrist? It's yeah. so beautiful. I think you yeah. to pick up chicks, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think, but I think that is like like what we saw. Was it Flexi? Who who had, who had the keyboard on the Galaxy Gear? Flexi. Wife Flexi. Flexi. Yeah. Yeah. Like <clears throat> that's like the, those are the big things. Like when you get a notification, you can't really do anything with it, and and the only thing that we've really seen so far is either canned responses or this crazy little keyboard like on a tiny screen like 
that's like I think we need to change the way that we look at. Not that we need to delve into this more, but like I think we need to change the way that we think about what smartwatches can and should do. Like right. treating well, them as a as a second screen where you can actually interact with things on your phone, I think is wrong. Like it shouldn't be used for that. Well, smartwatch should not just be a smaller phone. That's like that's right. not where it should be. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, not to keep going on this, but there's so there's this Kickstarter that was well funded called yeah, Omate. The Omate oh. True Smart. Well, yeah, besides the, the Neptune. It's called <laughs> o, the Omate True Smart, and I think I have one coming. It has a 3G radio in it and all kinds of just ridiculous things. And, uh, yeah, they I think they partnered with Nuance or something, but maybe they're just for Dragon Dictation. But, yeah, no one – we don't need the smartwatch to be a mini phone because you can't do anything on that. I don't want to type on a smartwatch. I don't want to, like, swipe on a smartwatch, none of that stuff, so. All right, enough about Spider-Man. Okay, moving. Beats Music coming out uh, January something, 24th maybe. Anyone going to leave whatever they're doing right now for Beats Music? (laughs) No. Well, we were talking about this the other day, and I'm I'm all about all access. Like, I love it. I'm still paying for it, you know. Great for the money. But I was talking to you, man, the user interface, just I don't like it. On, just, on play music, uh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it looks okay, but then <laughs> I saw the Beats thing come out, and then I'm like, wow, that's different. That's new. So I'm going to check it out just to see how it looks. But um, I probably won't say. I do have the username Eric Reese um, pre-ordered on there. So I'm going to... Oh, yeah, I locked up Kellen for sure. That. Just locked it up. Locked it up. I uh, Sorry, yes, I will also take it for a spin, but I just don't see switching over to it. It's not going to happen. Um, only if HTC buys back into it and has some type of control, <laughs> I won't touch it. <laughs> just so they can sell it back six months later. Ron. Ron's the best. Um, no, I, li- I like Google. Love a, love a good troll. Yeah, I mean, I, I got the Google Play All Access. I'm still rocking the 7.99 from when it first opened. Yeah. So and wait, when can't... does that expire? By the way, soon. We I don't get that for life, for life, do we? Oh, was it for life? Life. life. Okay. Yeah. It's during that time period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought they would kill us on that eventually. Oh heck no. And, and that was then we go to Beats Music. When that happens is when we go to Beats Music. I'm we going to iTunes Radio after that. I let I you know while the app could use some improvements, there's a few bugs, as I would call them, Google Play Music. Um, you know, like sometimes when you open up the app and there's music already playing and it pops up like that front, like that front, like that, I call it like a shield because it's like you want to, yeah. yeah, I don't know why it does that. It's really frustrating. You have to tap on it, drag out, blah, blah, blah. Other than yeah. that, it, there's a great selection of music. Every Tuesday when new albums drop, they're always in there and they're suggested for me. I'm like, oh, yes, I would love the Except new Rick Beyonce. Ross. No Beyonce. No, well, I don't. Sorry, I didn't. If you had iTunes Match, you get all the Beyonce you want. That's right. <laughs> and, and the Beatles. I, I I hate not having the Beatles, but um, other than that, it's okay. I do like there's, all, all There's access, one but... tiny little thing that bugs me about the app, and this is just going to be me. No, let's hear it. When I search for an artist, and I already have the artist in my library, and I have them downloaded, if I search the artist and I start playing it, it doesn't play the music that I have downloaded, it plays oh. like the one that they've found. Yeah. And it bugs me to no end for no reason. But Ugh. since we were talking about little bugs that the app has, I just had to, yeah. had to let you guys know. I think I could probably list a handful of them that bug me in there. I'm with you on that. It's a, it's a 
decent app. It it needs some work though. Just navigating the thing is a giant pain in the rear. From jumping to the now do. playing to the current playlist to an actual playlist that you want to play to finding an artist or quickly finding a song, it's not really all that super weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a little catty yeah. one of this. And there's 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 weird like issues with it. The iOS app, so you can cache stuff on it, but you can't uh, just show what's cached. Hmm. Oh, really? Which is yeah. like, like yeah, an which on is, device only library. Yeah, it's like just super annoying. That that that's really terrible. Actually, I'll be honest, that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right because. But it is like out of out of all out of all the services that like give you like well they're they're kind of unique because you can have like your own library plus streaming stuff like that's pretty cool like you can do that for that for that one price which is pretty sweet um but there's yeah like the android app has all sorts of weird bugs and there's that major issue on the ios app and that's like i wish they would work out a lot of those kinks and really like and make and make the ui like simpler like that's the thing like like you said Tim, like this yeah. shield thing coming up like there's just all sorts of like weird UI elements that I think could be really simplified. Like people don't need their music app to be crazy. In fact, that's one of the one apps that you want to be really, really simple. Really simple. Yep. Yeah, and so they're close. I just wish that they would work on that a little bit more, and and because it's it is a really, really good product, especially if you're at that eight dollar price. Well, I'm sure once they work it out, they'll release it on iOS first. So you're good. Yeah. I'll be all set, and then I can, then I can start paying for it. So nobody's yeah. nobody's doing beef music. That's what no. We're no. Well, why why would you bother? I mean, that's the, the biggest problem with. These streaming service, you know, I was on RDO for a while, which was great, and it's still like it. But um, like the biggest problem is when you don't have access to music. Like that's the big thing, and so like you're forced to buy it if you really want to get it, and then you're using two music apps, and that's crazy making. So, well, Beats said that they have access to 20 million songs. Does that sound like not very many? That doesn't sound like very many. Okay, I was gonna say that sounds like a low number. Yeah, for the for the total library, yeah. Yeah, for total library. That's Half what they said, 20 space. million. Yeah, yikes. Uh, all right, so yeah, no Beats music for us. We don't have to talk about this for long, but the Moto G Google Play Edition was announced. Can you think of a device in history that made absolutely zero sense whatsoever other than just another outlet for Motorola to sell this super cheap phone? Do not understand this one. We've talked a lot about how Google Play Edition devices, well, other than Eric... The rest of us think that they don't make any sense. Um, this one, though, what is the point? It's a cheap phone that they've taken any access to Motorola services out of that were actually useful, and then they're still selling it for the same price. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's quite beyond me, and I'm not even going to bring up the fact, you know, okay, I know that the phone is not made for me. I'm just saying the Google Play edition. Uh, Tim, Tim hates the Moto exist. G so much. No, you know, I, I, it has nothing to do with hating the phone. I'm just saying, like, I understand that people like it, but, um, yeah. like, I'm an Android enthusiast, and I'm not enthused by the Moto G because it doesn't, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> because it doesn't speak to me, you know? Like, I want to talk about the super phones and all that wow. stuff. This phone is, like, $179. I don't really care about it. I don't it. either. But, um, well, the, the I mean, point the, is... The big uh, thing is, like, like why... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought it was... <laughs> Never mind. Go for it, dude. Whatever. It's Moto G, Google Play Edition. <laughs> well, that's... Like, I think it's... Like, I think we all agree. Like, it's just... It's crazy to have it on, like, as a Google Play device. Like, and we were, we were talking about that with... What was it? The G-Tab? G-Pad. G-Pad. 8.3. 8.3. These names. Like, the, like just have, like, I don't know who that's for. Like, there's, there's so many, like, now that they've, like, 
extended beyond the one and the S4. Like, I don't think anybody's been super interested in anything beyond that. No, no. Z Ultra, no, no thanks. No. Although Z, Tim, you really, the, you really Z like the G Pad, right? <laughs> Tim, you like the G Pad though, don't you? Yeah, I do like the G Pen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Moto G, same price, Google Play Edition, same price, one seventy nine and one ninety nine, but it's pure stock Android. So yeah, it'll get updates fast, which Motorola is already doing anyway. So yeah, anyways, let's move out of there. We can also talk about this quickly, but HTC is not updating the One X and One X Plus past Android four point two point two. The One X is not two years old yet, and the One X Plus is like fourteen months old. You have got to be kidding me, HDC. I know you're oh, struggling, you and, you've, and you had to fire probably all of your development team that updates things because you don't have any money. But really, 14 months and no more updates? That's terrible. This is why people hate HTC, by the way. I don't know. If you guys ever go in our comments <laughs> and read about an HTC device, it, I mean, this dates back to the Thunderbolts, to Incredibles, to even the DNA. Yeah. People buy HTC stuff because they don't update phones, and this is just more proof that they don't. I know they've been really good with the one. That's one phone. What a mess. Hey, I let's not get too crazy there. I think, and I... I'm going to. The other day, I think the One X is probably the most underrated Android phone of all time. That was a fantastic phone. It probably was. still my favorite Android phone to date. Which one? The One X? Whoa. Yeah, the One X. Too far. Man, I, I also, really Tim, like Tim, where are you at? You're supposed to be talking about how, hey, who cares? It's an old phone. Doesn't deserve <laughs> no, updates. No, no, no. I'm busy playing your part, man. What are you doing? Hey, <laughs> let, me, let me give you a little behind-the-scenes Droid Life sneak peek. When I first wrote that piece, I was like, yeah, these phones are like, they are like, I was like, people should expect it. Uh, HTC is like out of money, man. They have to focus on Buy new one. phones, people. Yeah. Upgrade. <laughs> Spend 14 months. And, what do you want? Yeah, and Kellen was like, you might want to rewrite that part, you know, like just so you don't get too much hate. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? These phones uh, are, like, old. And Kellen, I look how, up, how can you warn Tim about the hate he's going to get? You don't give me any yeah. hate? Oh, because you <laughs> asked for it. It's different. <laughs> and, uh, and then finally I was like, oh, I guess you're right. You know, the, the One X isn't even two years old officially. So I was like, well, that is crap. So um, so I had to retweak my post a little bit. And then... Yeah, you totally saved me. Cause then, uh, but because yeah, because what they're doing is wrong. I say two years and then cut them off. I'm fine with that because that's when contracts end. I re I do realize that people buy phones after the release dates and their contracts would probably extend the lifespan of the device in that two years. I'm just that's their problem, not mine. I'm just saying like, and that's not the company's problem either. <laughs> people should buy phones on release dates <laughs> and expect the support. Up. Um. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Uh, Two years. I'm sorry. You know, lately yeah. I'm just. Uh, hey, hey! If you disagree with Tim, go ahead and just hit him up on Twitter. Tell yeah. him how much he's wrong. Yep. I'll give you my Twitter, my email. Like I do. Take my Snapchat. Send me hateful my things. Tweets, my snaps. I'm gonna Snapchat you angrily. You <laughs> never Snapchat me, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Snapchat and bowls of ramen or something like that. <laughs> bowls of ramen. While you're cooking, joke, yeah. such a weirdo. Oh man. So. In the end, HTC is looking terrible at the moment for not updating past 4.2. They're not even going to 
Which yeah. isn't even really an update. They're sticking at 4.2.2 on a phone that's 14 months old. Although I'm sure I, they sold 15 of them because they released the One X Plus way later. It had a Tegra 3 Tegra or something. Tegra 3, LTE, no one, baby. It was way too late. Yeah, no one cared. It so. was late. Although, I mean, so for some reason, 4.3 sounds a lot better than 4.2.2. It does. It sounds better, yeah. Yeah, I don't have the change log in front of me, but I know it was kind of significant. There is one. There is I thought it had something to do with... Uh, a, a pulled in notification things. Or it could have like been that, Bluetooth 4.0 for all I know. It wasn't major. 4.3. You're was absolutely right. 4.3 was like a blue. It activated the Bluetooth yeah, LED yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So that maybe which is why Nike doesn't good. like Android. Nike hates us so much. And Chuck hates Android. Not Nike. Because people don't understand <laughs> value and quality. <laughs> yeah. Like no, um, no Android developers or OEMs are. They have. They don't have the vision that Nike does or whatever terms they use. The, uh, the Apple does because they're the only ones qualified or something. I don't know. All this story did was remind me that I really want to own an HD or a One X just to keep because it's my favorite Android phone. To, so. to remember Android 4.22 No, I'm gonna, when I get it, I'm going to root it and I'm going to trick that thing out, so <laughs> guarantee. Alright. <laughs> hey, I've got a Droid Incredible running Android 4.0 that I want to sell you. <laughs> Hey, my, uh, my, um, uh, wow, Droid, original Droid was running, like, 4.1. Yeah, but it, it wasn't responsive. Mine's responsive. <laughs> it was not responsive. It was, it was fairly no. it was, I remember the video. It was not responsive. Mine yeah, is my, beautiful. My, my toaster was more responsive than that phone. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. On, my Pre-2 sitting Droid. in here is more responsive. No, Pre-2. <laughs> All right, do you guys want to talk apps real quick? Yeah, yeah. we can talk some apps, wrap, wrap it up. Yeah, Tim, what do you got? What am I rocking today? Oh, man, I just found this, by the way. I don't know if you guys know what this phone oh, is. Oh, my yeah, God. It's the, uh... that, that's a smartphone right there. That's no <laughs> What is that thing called? Dude, you're beats the hell out of me. I found it at Goodwill. Like Neo Geo or Who makes it? Nokia. Sony. Oh, it's the Nokia. Look at that. No, that wasn't the Engage. That was the phone version. Yeah, no, I think that was the Engage. I don't know, but man, boy, is it a piece. Anyway, sorry, I have uh, two things to talk about. First is Lumos. It's a new icon pack that's coming out from our buddy Dave Cover. It's uh, going to be launched later this month. I don't have an exact time frame. I can tell you, I don't think. Uh, the 24th, I think he said? I thought or, he said the 24th. Were, were we supposed to say that, or was that like a... Maybe. I think his thing only said January, but sure. Oh, it's coming out. Hey, January, oh. coming out. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Sue me. Um, so, yeah. No, Lumos. He said, no, he said publicly, January 24th. Oh, good. All yeah, right. See good. you then. So then um, publicly in the private beta? <laughs> no. Um, shared okay. publicly doesn't mean in private beta. <laughs> That's Here, what Google says. In the chat. There you go. All right, cool. Um, so Lumos. It's really good. I mean, it's kind of hard to display. It's got rounded corners. It kind of reminds me of Knox because it has this uh, has that 3D effect, although it kind of gives it shadow kind of going on, too. And, uh, yeah, hello to whoever you're talking to, Kellen. But uh, for some reason, it's not even focusing on me, or at least not on my screen. Anyway, so Lumos, be on the lookout January 24th. Uh, the game I want to talk about is Colossatron. Um, I know it's been out on Google Play for a little bit, but I've been really busy and holidays and CES. I didn't really have time to mess with it. I finally downloaded it from Google Play, um, and it was great. It's a it's like a snake monster from outer space that just pretty much goes around like Godzilla and blows up stuff. And you combine power cells to create uh, powerful tanks and 
shields, and there's power-ups. And it's from uh, Half Brick Studios, and they did Jetpack Joyride. And I don't know if, I, if you know that game. It's very it's super addictive. Yeah, super addictive. Great little graphics, good music. And um, so, yeah, you can expect the same from Colossatron. Did you say it's you're a giant robotic worm or something? Yeah, I you're a like snake. You're, you're a serpent. Nice. Yeah. I feel like there's another like, evil worm Colossatron game that we talk about. There's Mega Worm. Is that just it, Mega Worm? <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm <laughs> Then yeah. they just came out with a sequel recently or something. Mega Worm versus Santa. Yes, Mega yeah. Worm versus Santa. Okay. Yeah. So Colossatron, I can't spell it, but I'll link you. Um, Who would win in a battle, Colossatron or Mega Worm? Oh, Colossatron. <laughs> okay. He has rockets and stuff like. Yes, rockets and stuff. <laughs> Mega Worm can't go into outer space. Mega Worm just like he zooms around in the dirt. And if you're if you're listening to the audio, all three of you, that you spell it C O L O S S A T R O N. Colossotron, Colossotron, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's good. Free? So, nope. You know what? I, I believe Colossotron is ninety nine cents through the Google Play App Store for Android expensive. devices. Yeah, and Lumos, I think will probably be a buck ninety nine, maybe ninety nine cents on like a sale or something for the day of. I don't know, um, but. I'm I, I love Lumos, you know. I'm I'm fortunate enough to be running it on my device right now. Has great wallpapers, although um, I wish there was more. You know, I like I love a lot of variety, so I want more wallpapers. And um, other than that, Colossatron and Lumos, thanks. <laughs> Eric, what do you got? So I wrote about this app last week, but I've still been using it like crazy. Um, I've been all over the Daisy standalone that got released. <laughs> And uh, this app is fantastic. So gives me a map, shows me where I am, um, tells me where to find stuff, tells me how to keep my guy alive. Great app, and it's free. Um, there's a pro version. You unlock a few um, extra bits of information if you pay the $1.99. And so far, the guy's been updating it with tons of information. So if you play Daisy, I would highly suggest it. Called Daisy Central Standalone. You have to get the standalone. There's also one for the mod, the Arma 2 mod. So, yeah, make sure you're getting the right one. Sweet. I have no apps, I don't think. I don't think I've downloaded anything new Poor recently. Poor shame. I know, I feel bad. I feel like we should talk about apps all the time, but I feel like there's also not that many great apps out there. So we just... also have a guy for that. No. Yeah, we kind of do sometimes. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, Thirty-eight, seven twenty. Nope. All right, sweet. Well, uh, sorry, my my uh, I was muted, and all my windows muted. went went away to the like hot corners. I despise hot corners. I love hot corners. Turn them off. Two screens freaking you out. I don't I don't want to turn them off because sometimes I need them. Sometimes <laughs> they just kind of get in the way. Sometimes well, I know. You, I'm sorry. I'll just do a gesture instead. Like what? I don't think I could live I wanna, without. I want to talk about. Oh, oh, you know what? No, I'll talk about this next week. I'm gonna, never mind. So um, it's just oh, an teaser. app. It's nothing important. Cliffhanger. Yeah, sorry. Exclusive. Come Here. back next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else then. So, In the books. Yeah. For show of the year. Good stuff. We will, uh, I believe, see you next week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, next week. So, oh. uh, anyways, thanks for tuning in. Droid Live Show episode forty-six. Thanks again. See you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.